what's occurring, but what's occurring? Presented by Zwift. So, <clears throat> yeah, carrying on the theme of having guests because, well, racing's pretty limited, so we've got nothing to talk about really. But um, yeah, we've got another guest on today, young, up and coming star. Um, bit confused with his nationality, but we'll dig deeper into that shortly. Yeah, welcome Putin, aka Pavel Sivakov. Thanks, guys. Uh, pleasure to be here. Good man. So yeah, we're still. This is coming live from Tenerife still. Um, we're on a rest day. Been a, been a good morning so far. So we had um, what's it called? Castro. He had two uh, two sixty three degree poached eggs this morning. And uh, just, just tell people what that is, by the way. Oh Basically. yeah, like uh, like a poached eggs poached egg, but still in the shell. So there he is, sat all smug with his two eggs. Well, one, yeah, one egg actually. And then he turned his back to get his toast and I switched it with a raw one. So he gets his avocado, puts it on his toast and then bam, cracks his raw egg. So it's been a good start to the day. It's gonna be a good day, it's quite funny. But um, Not the best for him, but yeah. Not the best for him, but I quite enjoyed it. I don't think he was too happy with you actually. No, I, I sensed <laughs> um, he didn't take it so well, did he, I think. Yeah, he's got he's got my number now. I'm yeah. fucked. But um, yeah, it's been a great start. I'll take that. <laughs> I missed that actually. Uh, Did you? Yeah. Oh, it's a little man. Yeah, you're early. You're an early bird, though, aren't you? You're always up early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even at home, it's like uh, yeah, waking up uh, around seven, even before sometimes. So yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. I can't sleep really long. Sleeps for the week, eh? That's not yeah. That's not young. That's not normal for a young kid, though, is it? Normally, like, I've found because I'm getting on a bit now. Like, <laughs> I used to sleep a lot more when I was younger. Like, I don't um, know. That's one thing I've noticed with the younger guys. They normally sleep till like bloody ten or something. But special, he's special, mate. I guess it will be the opposite, maybe. Getting older, sleeping longer. Maybe yeah. Yeah. goes with some guys. So how was uh, lockdown for you as well? You were in a home in Andorra. Or? Yeah, so I was in Andorra. Looked, uh, looked in my apartment there, yeah. Yeah, you weren't allowed outside to train? No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, spent uh, quite a few hours on Zwift, actually. You were there, you were like smashing the records on that, weren't you? You were doing big dog hours. Yeah, I've, I've been doing some some big hours for sure, but uh, still far from uh, from Dylan. He's the king. king as well. <laughs> what was the longest ride you did on Zwift? Uh, um, Probably five and a half hours. Still oh, far from you, huh? Straight. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Dylan's not the king. I'm the king. I did three yeah, twelve hours, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> that killed me. But yeah. So, Pavel, we're just gonna dive into your life up until this point, obviously, because it's not. Um, like me and G were quite simple. Born in Wales, we're Welsh, you know, and represent GB. Quite simple. But you, am I right in saying you were born in Italy? Yeah. You got Russian parents, so you are Russian. Yeah. And you spent all your life in France. Yeah, basically. So yeah. how was that how's that work? What's um so both my parents they were professional cyclists. Okay. So uh, how good were they? Uh they were um I was just average. Uh my mom was pretty good actually. Uh she was second in the Giro. Um what? the first year, first race in Europe was the Giro and she was second and um Two times world champion, team time trial with uh, with Russia. So not, fair, not so average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, my father was uh, yeah racing in uh, 
yeah, you know that uh, that era, so he wasn't so good. Uh, okay. Uh, like, what did he uh, turn pro? Um, '97. Okay. Uh, until 2005. Talking to G. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking on the bike because I was asking him about this, just their research, you know, on professional. Pro. And uh, yeah, he was like, oh yeah, he stopped in '05. I was like, bloody hell. If he had just done two more years, I would have raced with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Jesus, I'm old. <laughs> Who did he but, ride for? Race for? Uh, he started with Ross Lotto and then he moved with uh, Big Matt Ober, uh 93 French team. Yeah. Is that when he moved to France? Yeah, so that's why we moved to France. Uh, and then he stayed there basically until the end of his career. I think he did one or two years in CCC, I mean, like at the end. And back to Big Matt for his last year. Huh. Was Jeremy Hunt in Big Matt? Yeah, he was. They together then? Yeah, yeah, he was teammate with him, yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet he's got some stories. Huh. So, did he do like any big races? Yeah, he did uh, all three Grand Tours, all the big Oh, he classics. did the tour? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah three, three times the tour, I think 97. Uh, you know, in the tour, you get those books. Uh, yeah. So, I've got uh, at home, we've got uh, 97, 2000, 2001. That's one thing I wish I'd kept, is the race books. Mm. Like, it's pretty cool to look back over the years. Especially the one I won as well. I was like, why don't I just keep that one? But, yeah, when you like, get older, you realise, shit, I should have done that. But Yeah, on the 97, you look like a Pantani winning the stages, the pictures of that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Cool. Zurich won that race overall, right? 97? Uh, I think. Ooh. I think it was Pantani that year. No, no, wait, it's not 98. Ah, then we got the 98 one. Yeah, Pontani, yeah. yeah. Do you keep anything from your career? I've kept jerseys. Um, from each year, bro? I don't have every year, but I've got I've got the majority. So this is my 14th year now. I must have about 10. Oh, that's one thing. Like, Swifty's got a collection, which is pretty cool, all the way back from Academy. Every year, jersey, every team yeah, is really yeah, cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool to have. I, got, I have nothing. You? Keep anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I should have all the jerseys. Uh, so you only started like yeah. three years ago, mate. All right, yeah. do that in your career, mate. It's <laughs> worth doing. It's but now cool this, like, last two years, how many times we changed jerseys, actually? We, last year, we had two different jerseys. This year, again. We're yeah, saying that'd this, be nice, though. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a big collection. In the last three years, if we've ridden at all, three years ago, like me and you did, G, we've mm. had six jerseys. Yeah. Three years ago was Sky and Whale. Yeah. Last year was Sky... Grenadier, and now it's going to Ineos. be Ineos and uh, the Grenadiers. Mm. Some jerseys. Um, yeah, so obviously, Yuri, how old are you? 20? 23. 23. Um, yeah. So you got ninth in a Giro last year? Yeah. So that was your second Grand Tour, you were the Vuelta the year before, right? Yeah, I didn't finish that one. Which didn't go great, you crashed quite heavy. Yeah, crashed, crashed heavy, I think, just before the first race day. So how was that? Obviously, you're fighting. You went in with G to race GC from the start. Um, so we were supposed to go with uh, with Egan okay. as a leader. Uh, of course, yeah. But he crashed out. I think uh, so. I've I've won Alps ju just um, two weeks before, and it's gotta uh, be good to win there. <laughs> <laughs> a good winners on that one, <laughs> and. Um, and then he crashed out. So me and Tail were like protected riders riding GC there and yeah then the race went on and I thought maybe if top 15 would have been good but then yeah fighting for top 10 was, was pretty good yeah it was nice what do you learn in then three weeks shitloads yeah you learn a lot like uh, it was also good to have uh, Nico there you know with all yeah. his experience and stuff 
uh, yeah, just to, to to pace yourself actually, not not get carried away. Like if you have a good day, don't uh, don't give everything on on like a single day and really consistency over three weeks. Uh, I think that was the the biggest. Uh, biggest thing I think I took from that. Because you had white jersey for a bit as well, didn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, for a few few days, yeah. I was uh, in front of Lopez and then he, he took it back uh, on the last few stages. Um, no, it was nice to have a, a jersey on, on the Grand Tour, you know. Yeah, yeah. that definitely nice. is a good thing to learn as well, you know, just, you know, after the stage, everything extra you got to do, like, yeah. it's so nice sometimes when you can just get on your bus you know do your warm down get on the bus yeah and yeah yeah start straight away but yeah when you got a jersey it's a bit different isn't it so yeah i think leader's jersey is even more difficult because you have topping control every time uh like yellow or pink jersey there you know with white jersey it's not every time yeah and not press conference every mm. day so yeah i think it's uh still a bit easier but yeah you start to go to podium you know it takes like uh, at least an hour everyone is already recovering and you're there I, cause I'd say that's like one of well the breakthrough ride of your career really isn't it because you joined this team the same time as Egan like the two two of the best under 23s we signed them both and it's almost like because he's done so well maybe he's overshadowed you slightly because he's come in and won the tour and done this that the other and then oh, definitely I don't think anyone's really taken any no in, in not in a bad way but and then yeah, because nobody realises how good you are yeah what you've done is fucking amazing really to win like Tour de Alps and top 10 in the Giro but because Egan's gone on and just like smashed it and won the Tour yeah, I mean, it's almost like you've gone under the radar a bit but yeah, you get 22 top 10 in the Grandi best way though under the radar yeah it's, it's I mean yeah like G says maybe it's, it's not a bad thing as well you know uh, sneaky Russian <laughs> <laughs> no of course Egan uh, it wasn't already from the first year he was amazing yeah he won like California. We've been there actually. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, you know. Um, but then you also look like, let's say, last year uh, you had Remco and Bogachar. One finishes podium on the, the Vuelta. The other guy comes from junior, smashes San Sebastian, and you yeah. know you're like, okay, I had a good season, but this, these guys are like two of them are even younger than me. Maybe it's not you know as impressive yeah. as that. So. No, I think it's good to have, to keep your head, you know, on the shoulders and just, uh, yeah, no, don't get carried away the, with the, with the performance and everything. Keep working. So, so we spoke about this the other day. All like like you said, like you, Egan, Remco, Podgicar, these young guys just coming in and smashing it. How are you so good? What's the secret? What do you do as under twenty three? Uh, are mean, you like fully pro under twenty three? Yeah. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. What's oh, I'm like. I think you saw I'm quite professional like uh, on my way of doing things you know always want to like uh, really serious uh, yeah. I think some guys are more let's say talented you know they need to do less yeah but uh, yeah I was uh, with the BMC development team I wasn't a pro team was a good amateur team but we did like some really good races and I was uh, was uh, I think U23 is a, is a great uh, period of of a cycling career yeah, that's one thing. Uh, when juniors go straight from well, junior to pro, you know, now a few people have done it. I think that under twenty three, like even if you do a year, like you just continue to learn so much, don't you? Like, you know, you race at the front, but you're in like the wind, you know, in echelons, you're in on cobbles, you're up and down climbs. <clears throat> I think like, but then as soon as you turn pro, 
you're straight in the deep end, aren't you? It's not much. It's harder to learn unless you're like one of the very best, like like Remco. Or, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah like, under twenty three for a year and learning how to win, you know, from different situations and all that type of. Jazz. And as under twenty three, like as pro, you can pick your career. If you're a climber, you're gonna say right, I'm gonna do the more climbing orientated racing. Whereas under twenty three, like you're more of a climber, but you did Flanders, Roubaix. Yeah, Where'd you yeah. get you got up there in both of them, no? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was up there on both of them. Yeah, I think it's good, you know, obviously it's different from the pros, but you know how to, you learn how to race those races. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like she said, you know, if, you, uh, if you're a junior now, you see more and more guys signing for three, four years, straight from juniors to the pros. Uh, I don't know if you can learn how to win straight away, and maybe it's a big shock, because juniors really, you don't know what kind of brother you are. And if you're really good, then you smash everyone. And, yeah. Basically, you don't even know how to ride in the peloton sometimes. Yeah, for sure. That's what we noticed with even like talking about Stanard, you know, back yeah. in the day when we were growing up, he was just, he was literally bigger than us all, you know, he developed quicker. Hit puberty age and nine, didn't he? He was bald by the time he was 18. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just like, but like, he obviously knows how to race, but it would have been so easy for him not to learn, you know, because he just, so just smash better. it. He'd just ride away and just. Yeah. Until I came along, and then that was it. <laughs> he never won again. We, you spoke. We spoke the other day, didn't we, on, on the bike about um, your program? And you were like, "Ah, oh, classics." Like, with the way the season works this year, it could be an option. So, what's like you're a climber, but you've got that engine to go well there. I reckon. Is that something you think in your career you might you might go for? Like you've seen G, you've seen Criato, um, you know, Brad's given it a go. So, like GC star riders. Have yeah. There. Yeah, of course. Uh, like basically, I'm not really light guy. You know, if I don't uh, like naturally. Uh, actually, we, we were joking. Like, who would be the biggest guy after the after <laughs> after career? After career? <laughs> yeah, she said it would be me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, yeah. At the beginning, I I didn't think I would be a climber. Really, uh, I thought yeah, like you know like coming out from juniors I thought maybe I'm more of a classic rider uh, but then yeah I lost some weight and I've been going well in the climbs uh, but yeah I think classics is something really interesting uh, you know just a one day race you give give it a go it's like uh, all or nothing really uh, you don't have that uh, stress every day to be in the front uh, uh, be in a good position uh, do this do that no, I think it's, it's, it's great and uh, I definitely would, would like to go uh, and try. Yeah, the cobbles you're talking about. Yeah, cobble yeah classics. Cobble yeah. classics. Oh, and even like uh, Ardennes and everything. But cobble classics is probably you know more. Yeah, it's more interesting. Completely different from uh, climbing climbing races because you have some mm. climbers they they can perform in the Ardennes anyway. Like Valverde, he's always there, and then you see him on in the climbs as well. So yeah, we spoke like this year post tour, and he was saying like classics. Cobble classics would be mm. good to have now, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. For You're sure. in, mate. You're in. So, <laughs> obviously, pre-tour camp now, um, all being well. I mean, you're going to be at the Tour de France, aren't you? Um, ready? Looking forward to it? You game? Yeah, uh, still two races to go. We see uh, how this goes. All being well, hypothetically. You get yeah, all being well, yeah. Uh, I should, I mean, yeah. Should be should be good, yeah. I, I did a good prep, so all being well, yeah. Yeah, you you basically be Wout's replacement, I think. And Wout. Wout 2.0. He was part of four 
tour winning teams, one Volta and one Giro, so it's no pressure, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pressure's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are basically the new wet one, aren't you? Because we lost him and he was, well, he didn't die, but he moved teams, you know? So we lo- he, he went and there wasn't really a sign in to replace him. And then you've kind of stepped up to to be the next wet, really, haven't you? That's your role, realistically, going into the race, is to be there with the guys until the final couple of K, which is quite a responsibility on yeah. the young guy's shoulders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good timing as well with while leaving, maybe, I think. Uh, Opens the door. need that, that spot. And yeah, it's good to be in a, in a good shape now. And yeah, we'd be like that high mountain support where just stay with you guys as long as possible. And yeah. We always used to call Wout third week Wout because you wouldn't see him for the first week. Then you'd see him once or twice in the second week, and then third week he'd just be in Take the line. The glory, like, and everyone always remembers the third week. So, even if you can do the second and the third week, you'll already be better. Yeah. Don't worry about the first week. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Wout earlier, weren't we? And um, got a funny story, aren't we? <laughs> so, this is, uh, I think it was Wout's first, he joined the team from Quick Step, and it was in December camp in New York. You probably haven't heard this. And um, I'm, I'm playing pool with him, and you're there as well, aren't you, G? And mm-hmm. you're watching. And I just tried to do this stupid jump shot, you know, hit the white ball, full gas, poof, jumps off the table, um, next to the elevators, and it hits this mirror, and this mirror just cracks. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I, I went straight to Fran or Dave, I'm not sure who it was, I said, oh, listen, I've, I've smashed this mirror. Um, whatever it costs, just let me know, and uh, I'll pay for it, it was my mistake. And we got talking and G was there and we were like, right, we'll we'll tuck Wout up here, we'll have a bit of fun with this. So um Dave and Fran are in on it and they said, Right, Luke, Wout and, and G, can you come and see us? So we're like winding Wout up, like, oh we're in trouble here, we're in trouble here. We've been coming to this hotel a long time and we've smashed this mirror. So we sit down and um Dave says, Right, boys, tell me what happened. I'm 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 not happy. What happened? And me and G look at each other and we're like, well, Wout hit the ball, he was showing off and he smashed the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget the look. He looked at us like, if looks could kill, we'd be dead. And uh, he goes, Wout, is this true? He says, no, it's not true. He said, well, well, who broke the mirror then? He said, I, I didn't break the mirror, but uh, I'm not saying who did. He's, so it goes further and further and it's like, well, you know, it's an antique mirror. It's about 10 grand and, and wow, you're going to have to pay for this. Is that okay? And fair play, like wow, got my <laughs> respect from day one. He said, yeah, okay, I'll pay, no problem. And he looked at me and you, G, and he said, we're going to speak after this. <laughs> and we tried to push him and push him and push him to make him crack and he did not crack. He said, yeah, okay, I'll pay, no worries. I didn't break the mirror, but I'll pay. He's got too much money. I know, yeah. <laughs> From from day one though, I like, I was like instantly. That's it's like um, prison rules, you know. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stick us in the shit. But he was, <laughs> he was pissed, wasn't he? And finally, where we all cracked up laughing, and it was just a IKEA cheap mirror. But that's a testament to him, really, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a good boy. Good boy. So, yeah. so if I break a mirror, you got to take the flak for me, all right? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> just going back to the very start again, actually. Um, you were born in Italy and then you moved to France pretty much straight away within a few years, right? Yeah. Um, 
So your parents spoke Russian to you, but did you speak Russian anywhere else? Like, was it just at home? No, just at home. No just Russian home. friends or anything? No, 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 no. So uh, purely French then, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Life? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I went first to school, I, I didn't speak French at all because I learned Russian as a first language. And uh, what, year, what, what, what age is that? Like three or four? No, from five, I think. Okay, yeah, it's a bit different uh, France, Yeah, I think it's... So yeah, I went there and I couldn't speak a word and yeah, I was talking to the teacher all the time uh, in Russian. Like I was talking a lot and all the time in Russian and she couldn't say anything. And, uh, yeah, at the end, you know, I think when you're a kid, you, you just pick up the language. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're living in a foreign country, yeah. you just don't have the choice. And So yeah. do you, would you feel like if you had to choose, there's two flags here now, which one would you feel more sort of you know, lean towards. But it's kind of hard because I don't feel like uh, I'm French, uh, but I don't feel like I'm Russian either. Because yeah. uh, so you never lived in Russia. Either. No, I never lived in Russia. So yeah, I always lived in France. But uh, yeah, I don't feel French either because like my name and my parents also like they. Yeah. Yeah, probably it's more. Yeah, it's hard hard to tell. Uh, yeah, if you think I'm probably more French because I lived there, very like know more about the culture maybe even like my French for sure is better than my Russian but yeah still you know in the in the heart somewhere like still feel feel Russian so you could be uh French <laughs> or yeah. uh Frussian Frussian yeah yeah that sounds like a dodgy yeah. disease yeah <laughs> but then obviously you did have to make a decision recently with because you were you were at the point where you could have represented France in yeah. terms of cycling yeah. or you could have represented Russia and you so, went Russian so I basically started Russian when I was uh, U17 you know like the yeah, yeah. Youth Olympic Games and at that moment I wasn't French yet I had only the Russian nationality I got French nationality at 18 so uh, I chose Russia and still then I still kept you know the, like with the national team still kept racing with them uh, and yeah then I turned pro and I could have changed but yeah, I stayed with Russians because I can, like from my first year already, I did the Worlds in Innsbruck and still can do the Worlds. Like every year, you know, it's easier to, to be selected with Russia as well as for the Olympics. Uh, did you do Junior Worlds? Yeah, every year. So I did uh, start in Ponferrada and since Ponferrada, I think I did every word. Uh, Ponferrada. You were first year junior in Ponferrada? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's when Creato won, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. you feel young, old. Um, and then in the Olympics, will you be Olympic athlete of Russia or whatever it is? Yeah, I think so. Uh, what's the crowd? Yeah, there? I don't know what what's going on now. Now I heard as well that the Olympics is during the tour, so it's yeah, gonna, it's going to be a mess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's got to be changed, surely. As well as another. Okay, it's not easy to plan the schedule now, trying to cram all the racing in, but the World TT. Is stage twenty of the tour? Absolute joke! It's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolute joke! Like yeah. they've even they've moved the TT from its normal spot. It's yeah. been Wednesday or Thursday, like for since I can remember. Yeah. Now they've moved it to the Sunday, which is like the Paris stage, and so they can put the team time trial, which they're trying to promote and get people to do like midweek. It's like absolutely ridiculous. So like there's gonna be, you know, me, you for for a start. Pavel, that is not Luke. He can't TT for shit. 
Um, <laughs> you know, it could be like Roglic, Froome could be there, Dumoulin, Tony Martin, you know, all these like yeah. TTers who would quite happily do the tour and then go straight to the Worlds and do it on the Thursday or whatever, but they've clashed it and they're like, oh, it's okay, you, you can miss the Paris stage and you can still ride the Worlds. Like, not if I'm racing for GC. Okay. Dickhead. But so you could do the mixed relay, but not the TT. Yeah, so yeah. it's like oh, that's normally it's oh, yeah. They could have done the mixed relay on the final weekend of the tour. Yeah. Then they could have done the TT midweek. And now it's the opposite. Like, now no, it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's so, crazy. Yeah. That's the UCI for you. I seen um, Stefan Kung who rides for uh, FDJ. He'd be there in support of Pino. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. But obviously he's a great TT. He's going to miss the final week of the tour. He's going to pull out. Really? Which, ugh, it's, just, it's just a mess, isn't it? But can you imagine if Pino's in yellow? Exactly. There's no way they're going to let him go. No, 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 no. Well, they shouldn't. No, well, no, they won't, will they? Yeah. But it's just, it's just another mess, isn't it? And, okay, it's not easy to fit everything yeah. in. And and for him as well, he's Swiss. He wants to ride in Swiss and oh, maybe win yeah. in Swiss. So oh, yeah, of course, of, yeah. 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 Like Giro, Vuelta, Roubaix are on the same day. But you can't help some yeah. clashes. But to have the World Championships the same time as the Tour... Yeah. It's just Madness. the fact they've changed like it from the norm. Because it was when it, it was like it is now. Then they changed it so you could ride Tour TT and they changed it back. Yeah, I don't know if they did even change it. Oh. I don't know if that was just a rumour. Fake news, sorry. Yeah. But Yeah. Idiots. Idiots. We don't like that. But how about you anyway? Would you ride uh TT? If you would have been there, yeah, well yeah, I think I would I'll try. I'll yeah. have a go. Even, you know, if it's not ideal, I mean, you don't have really... You need to prepare specifically for that now. Yeah, for sure. But Someone like yeah. Dennis will be... Yeah. Yeah. Perfect for yeah. All right, so you're 23. What do you want to win in your career? What's the race where you're like... I mean... I want to win that. I mean, like, basically when you start cycling, you always want, want to win the tour. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's still, still the case. Uh, it would be the dream. Yeah. That's for sure. Did you do any other sports growing up? Or? Yeah, I did quite a lot actually. Um, I, I did some judo. I think that was the first one I did. Then I did some football, uh, basketball, tennis. Uh, I think we'd score some handball as well. So I like, well, quite a lot of stuff. And... Should have stuck with tennis, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty shit. That's what I stopped. <laughs> yeah. And what about when you were like, did you were you watching racing from? A young age, or like who was when was it? When what years was it when you started watching bike racing and who uh, were you looking up to? I think, like, where from the moment you know, I can remember well, uh, me and you, <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, is like, uh, like what I remember the best from, from the years, you know, I don't remember watching my father racing the tour, but uh, like, uh, late two. 2000 like 2010 basically when you guys were starting with the when uh this guy started yeah when contador was winning when that yeah. started like from the wins of contador and then going into uh like uh yeah sky wins uh so that was really the period i i started like watching and really following cycling and did you ever yeah. go to watch any stages because you were living in yeah the yeah in the pyrenees yeah, yeah 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 and so as well i went for to, to some starts you know like mm. uh, that village depart that's pretty cool uh when you're a young kid seeing all those buses and everything is uh is nice uh, yeah did you ever go to the tour as a kid 
Not the tour, no, I went to Amstel twice, but oh, yeah? never the tour. We went outside to, uh, T-Mobile's uh, hotel, actually, waiting for them. Yeah. They were riding to the start. Were you there? I don't no. know if you were there. And we were like, we stayed like, I stayed like 10 metres behind, so I was like, oh, I don't want to like, you know, get yeah. in the way. But, uh, yeah, I remember riding to the start, like behind like Vino and uh, Zabel and that, and you're just like, wow, look at these guys. Like, Mad, isn't it? Look how skinny they are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we went to the tour for what year was it maybe 2002 three. we were quite young and we went with um, like panniers on the back of the bikes and we rode to Dover got the ferry across and watched a couple of stages and, and Swifty there was a group of 10 12 of us Swifty came with us and it was the first time he'd ever had um, panniers on the back of his bike you know and he was always like doing tricks jumping around like him and Blythe you know mm. So we're at my house, he's staying at my house and um, he's got these massive panniers on the back of his bike and he's like 30 kilos, you know, he's tiny. And he rides down the road and tries to do a stoppy, you know, like <laughs> trying to show off. And obviously the back, the back of the bike's so heavy, it didn't lift up and he just cracked his nuts on his stem. And he, he was, oh, he was crying. He was like, what would he have been? A couple of years older than me, 14, 15. And he tried to do this fucking stop. He cracked his nuts and he was crying on my driveway. I have to remind him of that one, but uh, yeah, to be honest with you. We'll be doing it all for real this year anyway. All being well. So we, um, every guest we have, we ask a few questions at the end, giving you a heads up on this one, so I want some good answers. Um, if you can go to dinner with three people, dead or alive, sure. who are you taking with you? Um, uh, first, I think... Uh, uh, actually, like my, my nickname, Putin, would be funny too. Putin, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of the person <laughs> n nobody speaks to. Like you don't know how he is. Yeah, it would be nice to meet him or on dinner to see how how he is. Uh, then I think uh, Elon Musk. I think that's oh, yeah. an interesting character. Mm -hmm. And to finish, uh, sportsman like maybe Zidane. Uh, be good. Yeah, he's a bit of a legend, isn't he? Yeah. Ask him about his head. In France. Yeah, yeah. In France, he's a big legend, yeah. Uh, That's yeah. a good one. And what would you eat then? Three courses. Uh, starter, um, tomato burrata, like kind of a side, oh, yeah. you know? It's quite popular on this, actually. A caprese type thing. Yeah, yeah. But Maybe a bit of prosciutto. Focaccia. Yeah, prosciutto focaccia. Yeah, that seems to be leading. Mm. Uh, then main some lamb good lamb uh, slow roasted slow cooked oh we had that the other day at beer didn't we yeah that was, that was nice. bloody good slow in Isola was it's better was yeah it yeah. was like really proper slow slow cooked like well, we got two different chefs six here. hours he cooked something ridiculous yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then with to go with it maybe truffle risotto oh, and very fancy you you remember the in Australia in gauchos those broccolis yeah and those broccolis <laughs> <laughs> like fried broccolis oh uh, that good yeah. yeah shit yeah and this and then uh, desserts uh, yeah classic tiramisu nice that's just oh. classic but so good what are you gonna drink vodka uh, no no oh. red wine good red wine that's anything in particular good. do you know your wines uh yeah maybe you know it's more like italian uh maybe uh how is it called there chianti ah tignanello have you ever heard oh uh, yeah so it's really yeah. good one yeah very nice 
I think they come around Joe's for dinner at some point. Yeah. <laughs> good choice. You're flying the world during that meal. Well, cheers, Bert. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for you guys. Cheers, Pavel. Be an interesting insight. Yeah. Now let's go for a little bike ride. Yeah, let's go. Cheers, Bert.